Remember, history lives on through the stories we tell. I'm Peter, and this is Who Died Today, the podcast that explores the lives of famous individuals on the day they passed away. Today we're reflecting on the life of Nelson Mandela, a global symbol of resistance, reconciliation, and hope. As an anti-apartheid revolutionary, political leader, and philanthropist, Mandela's enduring commitment to democracy and human rights led to his transformation from a political prisoner to the first black president of South Africa. Today marks the 10th anniversary of his passing. So without any further ado, let's delve into the inspiring life of Nelson Mandela. Part 1. The Roots of Rebellion, 1918-1943 Nelson Mandela was born on July 18, 1918 into the Royal Thembu Dynasty in the small village of Mizuvo, located in the Umatha district of the Eastern Cape, South Africa. His father, Galda Henry Mpakanishwa, was a respected chief of the Thembu people. Mandela's early life was deeply rooted in the Kosa culture and tradition. This was steeped in oral history and folklore of his people, which instilled in him a profound sense of identity and belonging. Tragedy struck early when Mandela lost his father at the age of nine. He was then adopted by Chief Yongintaba Delindyaibu the acting regent of the Thembu people. This pivotal moment in Mandela's life brought him to the Thembu ruler palace at Mekegeswene, exposing him to the nuances of leadership and governance. The regent's guidance was instrumental in shaping Mandela's early political views and leadership qualities. Mandela's formal education began at a local Methodist school where he was given the name Nelson by a teacher, as was customary under the colonial education system. His schooling continued at Clarkbury Boarding Institute and then at Helltown, a Wesleyan secondary school, where he excelled in both academics and sports, particularly boxing and running. In 1939, Mandela enrolled at the University College of Fort Hare, the only residential center of higher learning for blacks in South Africa at the time. It was here that Mandela met Oliver Tambo and other future black leaders, kindling his interest in politics. His time at Fort Hare was a period of intellectual and political awakening, marked by his first direct involvement in student politics and the broader anti-colonial movement. However, Mandela's defiance of university rules led to his suspension from Fort Hare. He refused to return, instead choosing to flee to Johannesburg to avoid an arranged marriage and pursue his own path. The decision marked the beginning of his long and arduous journey towards becoming the face of the anti-apartheid resistance. In Johannesburg, Mandela encountered the harsh realities of apartheid firsthand. He worked a series of menial jobs before completing his bachelor's degree via correspondence and later started studying law at the University of Witwatersrand. It was here that he was exposed to a wider range of political views, deepening his understanding of the racial injustices plaguing South Africa. Part 2. The Struggle Intensifies, 1944-1962 In 1944, at the age of 26, Nelson Mandela took a decisive step into the political arena by joining the African National Congress, or ANC, a pivotal moment in his journey as an anti-apartheid activist. 
The ANC formed in 1912 and was the main organization fighting against the racial segregation and oppression imposed by the South African government. Mandela's involvement with the ANC marked the beginning of his lifelong commitment to ending apartheid and establishing a democratic South Africa. Mandela's leadership skills quickly became apparent within the ANC, and he, along with Oliver Tambo and Walter Sisulu, founded the ANC Youth League in 1944. This new wing of the ANC aimed to inject new strategies and energy into the anti-apartheid movement. Mandela was instrumental in drafting the Youth League's manifesto, which advocated for more radical and direct action against the apartheid regime. In 1948, the National Party came to power in South Africa and began implementing its formal policy of apartheid, a system of legal racial segregation enforcement by the government. This development intensified the struggle against racial discrimination and galvanized Mandela and his colleagues into action. In response to the increasingly repressive policies, Mandela's stance evolved from passive resistance to active involvement in civil disobedience campaigns. The 1952 Defiance Campaign, a mass protest against apartheid laws, marked Mandela's emergence as a national figure. He traveled across South Africa to organize resistance and promote the ANC's cause. Enduring arrests and legal challenges, his relentless activism during this period led to a nine-month ban on attending gatherings and making public appearances, a restriction intended to silence his growing influence. Despite these challenges, Mandela continued his legal education and, together with Oliver Tambo, opened the first black law firm in South Africa in 1952. Mandela and Tambo provided legal counsel to many blacks who would otherwise have been without representation under the apartheid regime. Mandela played a key role in the 1955 Congress of the People, which adopted the Freedom Charter, a document articulating the core principles of the South African anti-apartheid movement. The Charter called for a non-racial South Africa and laid out a vision for a democratic state with equal rights for all citizens, regardless of race. The government's response to these activities was increasingly brutal, and Mandela, along with 155 others, was arrested in the 1956 treason trial, a trial that lasted until 1961 and ended up with acquittals. By the end of the 50s, Mandela began to question the effectiveness of nonviolent protest. After the Sharpsville massacre in 1960, where 69 protesters were killed by police, Mandela concluded that armed struggle was necessary. He co-founded and led the Unkantoe Seizway, or Spear of the Nation in English, the armed wing of the AMC in 1961. Although Unkontoe Seizway initially focused on sabotage with the intent of minimizing casualties, its formation marked a significant shift in the ANC's strategy against apartheid. Mandela's activities with Unkontoe Seizway led to his arrest in 1962. Initially sentenced to five years for inciting workers to strike and leaving the country without a passport, Mandela was later tried in the Rivonia trial, leading to his life imprisonment in 1964. This period of Mandela's life not only highlighted his transformation from a passive resistor to a militant activist, but also solidified his status as a symbol of the anti-apartheid struggle, setting the stage for his subsequent 27 years in prison. Part 3. Years of Captivity 
1963 to 1990. Nelson Mandela's arrest in 1962 marked the beginning of what would become a 27-year period of imprisonment, a time that tested and ultimately solidified his resolve in the fight against apartheid. In 1963, while already serving a prison sentence for leaving the country illegally and inciting workers to strike, Mandela was charged again in the Ravonia trial named after the Johannesburg suburb where the ANC leaders had been arrested. In the trial, Mandela and several co-defendants were charged with sabotage and conspiring violently to overthrow the government. Despite facing the death penalty, Mandela's statement from the dock became a defining moment in the anti-apartheid movement. In his speech, he famously declared, I have cherished the ideal of a democratic and free society in which all persons live together in harmony and with equal opportunities. It is an ideal which I hope to live for and to achieve. But if it needs be, it's an ideal for which I am prepared to die. This statement echoed globally, highlighting his commitment to the cause and his readiness to sacrifice his life for a democratic South Africa. In 1964, Mandela and seven other accused were convicted and sentenced to life imprisonment. Avoiding the death penalty, Mandela was sent to Robben Island Prison, where he spent the next 18 years. The conditions were harsh. Mandela was confined to a small cell with a bucket for a toilet and forced to do hard labor in a lime quarry. Despite the brutality of his imprisonment, Mandela's resolve remained unbroken. He continued to be a leader and an inspiration to other political prisoners, advocating for better treatment and the right to study. Mandela's imprisonment became a central focus of the international campaign against apartheid. His continued detention was widely condemned, and international pressure for his release grew steadily over the years. Inside South Africa, Mandela's status as a national symbol of struggle and the struggle against apartheid only grew stronger even as he was physically isolated from the population. In the 1980s, the internal and international movements against apartheid gained significant momentum. The South African government, now under increasing pressure, offered Mandela his freedom on several occasions, but he refused to accept a conditional release that required him to renounce his armed struggle. Finally, in 1990, with South Africa on the brink of civil war and under immense international pressure, President F.W. de Klerk announced the unbanning of the ANC and other apartheid organizations, and Mandela's immediate release. On February 11, 1990, Mandela walked out of Victor Verster Prison, his hand raised in a clenched fist, symbolizing his unwavering commitment to the fight against apartheid. His release marked the beginning of a new chapter in South African history and a pivotal step toward the eventual dismantling of apartheid. Mandela's years in prison had not diminished his leadership qualities or his determination. If anything, they had deepened his understanding and commitment to the reconciliation and negotiation as essential components of a post-apartheid South Africa. His release set the stage for the complex and challenging process of negotiating a new democratic future for the country. Part 4 the Long Walk to Freedom, 1990-2013 Nelson Mandela's release from prison on February 11, 1990 was a moment of jubilation and immense significance, not only for South Africa, but for the entire world. It signaled the beginning of the end of apartheid and marked Mandela's transition from a prisoner to a unifier and statesman. 
Post-release, Mandela faced the monumental task of negotiating the end of apartheid with President F.W. de Klerk's government. These negotiations were fraught with challenges, including violence between different political factions and within communities, and the deep-seated mistrust between the apartheid regime and the ANC. Mandela's remarkable capability for forgiveness and reconciliation was pivotal during these negotiations. His leadership was instrumental in maintaining the ANC's commitment to a peaceful transition, even amidst provocations and setbacks. Mandela also embarked on a global tour, visiting countries that supported the anti-apartheid movement, reinforcing international support for a democratic South Africa. His charisma and dignified presence on the world stage further elevated his status as a global symbol of freedom and justice. The climax of Mandela's long struggle against apartheid came in 1994 with South Africa's first democratic elections, where citizens of all races were allowed to vote. Mandela's election as the country's first black president was a historic and emotional moment, symbolizing the truth of justice and equality over oppression. Mandela's presidency was marked by his efforts to foster reconciliation between the country's racial groups. One of his most significant initiatives was the establishment of the Truth and Reconciliation Commission, or TRC, chaired by Archbishop Desmond Tutu. The TRC was a critical platform for addressing the crimes committed under apartheid, offering a path to healing through truth-telling and forgiveness. Under Mandela's leadership, the government also undertook substantial efforts to improve the living standards of the black majority. Initiatives were launched to improve housing, education, and health care, and to address the immense economic disparities created by decades of apartheid. After serving a single term as president, Mandela stepped down in 1999, setting an example for democratic transition. However, his retirement from politics did not end his engagement in social issues. He became an advocate for various global causes, including the fight against HIV and AIDS, world peace, and human rights. Mandela's later years were dedicated to spending time with his family and continuing his work through the Nelson Mandela Foundation. His public appearances became rarer, but his influence remained strong. Nelson Mandela passed away on December 5, 2013, at the age of 95. His death was mourned worldwide, with individuals and leaders from various countries paying tributes to his life and legacy. Mandela's passing was not just the loss of a former president, but the departure of a global symbol of resilience, peace, and the enduring struggle for freedom. Mandela's journey from a rural village to becoming one of the world's most revered figures is a narrative of courage, sacrifice, and the power of a vision for a better world. His life's work went beyond the liberation of South Africa from the chains of apartheid. It demonstrated the power of reconciliation, the importance of forgiveness, and the unyielding pursuit of justice. Nelson Mandela's legacy continues to inspire and guide those who fight for a fairer and more just world. His story, encapsulated in his autobiography, Long Walk to Freedom, remains a beacon of hope and a testament to the power of the human spirit to overcome the most daunting challenges. And that brings us to the end of today's episode on Nelson Mandela, a man whose life story is a testament to the power of perseverance, leadership, and the enduring struggle for justice. He's also who died today, December 5th. If you're inspired by his story and wish to see images of Nelson Mandela or explore more about his life and his legacy, please follow our Instagram, who period died period today. Don't forget to rate and review wherever you listen to the podcast. 
Join us next time on Who Died Today as we continue to explore the lives and legacies of those who have made a lasting and indelible mark on our world. I'm your host, Peter. Thank you for joining us in honoring the memory of one of the most influential figures of our time, Nelson Mandela.